for the week of November 15th, 2020. This is Mojo Weekly. I am John. Jash, the ideal utopia. Once a Jash so peaceful and prosperous. A Jash where children were as free as the wind. A Jash where harmony blew throughout the hearts of all men. Jash. And the show's over. Good night, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Here's your news. All right, so last week we did a pre-console launch hype podcast, and today we are doing a post-console launch hype podcast. And uh, I'm going to give you, Josh, my impressions of our two fancy pants new next generation consoles, and you're going to tell me, you're going to tell me, you're at the end of it, at the end of it, you're going to tell me which one's the winner? Like, this is Console Wars 2020. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. All right. I'm ready for this. All right. So on Tuesday this past week, the Xbox One Series... Sorry. Fuck. I fucked it up already because fucking Microsoft. <laughs> uh, the Xbox Series X and the Xbox Series S came out. Um, all along, I had been planning on A, not buying an Xbox. And if I did, B buying the series s because i'm like fucking i don't i barely play my xbox one like why the fuck am i and of course i you know i i i blew up all expectations for myself and wound up buying a series x i don't know why josh i don't know why um but uh so on tuesday it came out and i've been playing it ever since i set it up right away in the morning i got it at like 8 30 in the morning and Came back home, set it up, played it a bunch, and I'm pretty impressed with the console overall. Um, it's it's smaller than I thought it would be. The Series X is um, because it looks like a gigantic behemoth, right? Yeah. Um, in all the pictures and all the comparison shots and stuff, and it is pretty beefy still, and it weighs. It's like a brick. It weighs a fucking ton. This thing. Um, it's it's dense. Um, and and that's that's even without me popping a vape pen in there and watching the smoke pile out. Um, but, uh, it is, so it's very heavy, but it is smaller than I thought it was. And so I placed it behind the right side of my TV and it fits so damn perfectly that I predict that I will never touch nor see that machine again. Uh, <laughs> because like, why would I, like, I'm not going to move it. Like it's, it's just going to sit back there until, you know, the Xbox series W or whatever the fuck they call it. Uh, comes out and I have to replace it, right? So how does how does it work? It, it's it's it. Like I said, I'm pretty impressed with the machine. Um, but the answer to that is is it works and feels almost exactly like your Xbox One, right? Really? So yep. So you load it up and uh, it's the setup is super super intuitive, super quick, um, especially if you have the Xbox app on your phone. Um, all you got to do is scan a QR code with your phone and blam, like it sets everything up. It remembers your settings for, from the Xbox one. It remembers your account, the whole deal. And, uh, and next thing you know, you're greeted with a, an Xbox home screen that looks shockingly familiar, uh, to, to the point where you might be like, wait a minute, did I accidentally power on my Xbox one? Uh, no, you didn't. It's just, that's how, that's how Xbox has decided to, uh, 
you know, manage their consoles from now on. It's they, the Xbox doesn't seem to believe in generations anymore. They're treating yeah. Xbox as a family, as an ecosystem, right? Yep. And so that's their strategy. And we'll get to Sony's strategy in a little bit, which is way different. But um, so because of that, that's kind of a double-edged sword, in my opinion. On one hand, everything's familiar. You know where to find everything. You know, it's it's everything runs exactly how you how you'd expect it to. Um, except like a thousand times faster. And we'll get to that in a little bit. Um, but on the other hand, that next generation excitement is kind of diminished because you're like, oh, so I'm kind of just running, I'm running a really, really souped up Xbox one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like this is an Xbox one triple X, you know, instead of a Xbox one X. Right. Um, and yeah. And so there's a little bit of like that hype, that anticipation is kind of deflated a little bit because you're like, oh, okay, well, this is in the shit already. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. And uh, so that that feeling, uh, that sentiment is not helped any by the fact that there are really no true exclusive games for uh, the new uh, series consoles. And um, and, yeah, you know. Crazy. The big, you know, the big launch hype, you know, launch title hype game Halo has been delayed until like fucking spring or whatever. And granted, I'm not a Halo fan every anyway. I couldn't give a fuck about Halo. Um, right. But but that was to be their big flagship launch game. Right. Yeah. So here's what I'm doing now on my Xbox One. I did it again. My Xbox Series X. Uh, I'm playing a bunch of games that I've played already on my xbox one or in the case of tetris effect i've played a different version on uh, playstation um so so that i mean and that's okay to a degree but that whole next gen super uh having a fresh new minty console excitement is kind of lost at the moment that's weird yeah you know I'm, i'm playing forza horizon 4 which looks great but i'm like as i'm playing it, i'm like man this looks beautiful but does it really look that much more beautiful than it did when I played this game a year ago? Mm, no, yeah, not really. I mean, and and I'm never, I've never been one to be like a big graphics whore anyway. Um, mm-hmm. But nevertheless, like I'm, I'm, I'm I find myself uh, purposely trying to find things like, ooh, is that a? Re- I can see the reflection off my car, you know, and and is that, <laughs> and, I, and I'm like, but were those reflections there before on the Xbox One? I don't remember. Like, I mean, it's a gorgeous game; it runs beautifully. But I'm just like, fuck, does it run any better? I'm sure it does, but you know, I'm not, I'm not super technically minded, so right. I, I guess I wouldn't have known the difference. Uh, where it, where the Xbox Series X really like shines at the moment is like the quality of life improve- improvements. So like I mentioned, everything runs really fast. Uh, load times are it's it's load times are nuts. It's like playing a cartridge system almost. Right. Like nice. every everything fires up really quick. A, a huge game like Forza Horizon 4 loads up in a matter of seconds. You know, it gets to the nice. it, gets, it gets to the title screen in like two seconds. And then to get to the game itself, like you're in the game playing in like just a matter of seconds. And it's it's amazing. It's a really great feeling. Um, and and that's beautiful. it is it is. And then they've got their uh, quick resume feature, which you can just 
back out to the home screen, jump into another game exactly where you left off. And you can do that in a matter of like five, 10 seconds. Right. Um, and then, and then when you want to go back to the game you're in, you just hit the home screen, you go back in. Now that doesn't work seamlessly in all games. So a game like Forza Horizon 4, which is kind of uh, has this online connectivity and it's this big open world, it doesn't necessarily put you in the ex- exact place you left. It'll it'll you'll go back to the lo- uh, you know the load screen or the title screen and all that stuff. But if you're playing like a smaller game, like a normal game uh, that's not doesn't have all those things like the on- persistent online world and everything. Um, you'll jump right in. So if you're playing like Ori and the will of the wisps, or if you're playing battle toads or something, it'll jump, boom, jump right in right where you left off. You don't have to save the game. None of that shit. Nice. Now I have not tried this, but I've read that this even works like for people who have unplugged the console from the damn wall and really, like, you know, moved it somewhere else and then plugged it back in and then bam, they load right up where they left off. That's um, pretty slick. Yeah. So it's got all those quality of life features that are really impressive and uh and 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 make gaming a lot easier um a lot less time consuming you can just jump right into your game so i dig it now i was talking about the interface and that it feels like home you know i was talking about the games that it feels like shit you played a year ago um but still plays really well um let's talk about the controller so josh i'm putting the controller up to the camera for you now, what do you notice about this controller? Can you see it very well? Um, it looks just like every other one with another <laughs> button in the middle. Yeah, there you go. You nailed it. So this controller, I mean, and 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 let's be fair, like the Xbox One controller is a really nice controller. Like yeah, it, it gets it gets to a certain degree where you're just like, we don't have to reinvent the wheel every damn time we create it. We get a new console. So with the Xbox Series X, what they did is uh the brat the back has like nice little grips on it you know so it's a little textured and i guess you know compared to the xbox one controller that feels better uh the d-pad the d-pad is built more like the um xbox uh elite controller so it's got kind of that like that checker grid to it um nice. and it reminds me of the uh maybe the turbo graphics controller a little bit you know it's kind of rounded right and, uh yeah, yeah. Yep. i like it Sorry, hold on. I'm going to huh. take a sip of my afternoon beer. Yeah, that's interesting. But but again, I think to its detriment, that kind of also gives you a little bit of a, a diminished returns as far as getting the new console feel like, oh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, 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 I felt this piece of shit before. What the hell? <laughs> yeah. And, and so I was playing Battletoads with my kids and the Xbox. And this is awesome. Like all the Xbox One controllers are compatible with the Series X. And, you know, and my youngest son, of course, wanting to play with the new hotness, he's like, can I have the new controller? And I'm like, yeah, sure. And, you know, so he played with that and I didn't miss a thing. I was like, yeah, it's just the the Xbox One controller just as good. Right. Um, Yeah. So So what's that new button? That new button in the middle. What does that do? That's a share button. So it's just like for streaming, Oh, Um, you know, stuff like that. It's it's, it's basically what uh, Sony did with the PS4. You know, you can hit the button and you can capture a screenshot or you can go to share to uh, whatever the fuck Facebook Live or whatever the hell Microsoft's using now that they're not using Mixer anymore. Um, yeah. So, but, but like you said, you're just like, huh, there's nothing really neato here. There's, I just dropped $500 on this thing and I'm just like, okay, it's a really, wow. it's a really fast Xbox at this point, you know, which 
to a degree I get, you know, there are some people who are like, yeah, that's what I want. I want to be able to jump right into my games, you know, just, you know, in the blink of an eye. And, and that's fine. Like I, I don't, I don't begrudge anybody for that. What I'm saying is, is that the series X in my opinion is going to need like a solid year uh, to show its worth, you know, to show its value. Um, yep. uh, once, you know, you know, Microsoft's been buying up um, studios left and right. And they're trying to, they're, to their credit, like they they have recognized the fact that in the Xbox One era, the exclusives worth playing on their console were like, like it was slim pickings, man. So they recognize that to to their credit, and that's that's something they should be applauded for. They're like, fuck, we need to bolster up our exclusive lineup if we expect people to buy our shit. Um, it's just going to take a while for that to mature, for that to see the light of day. Um, right now it's, it's a really fast Xbox one, you know, which is, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, you know, I'm just, uh, I, as I, as I'm playing, I'm like, damn, this is pretty neat. Why the fuck did I buy this? <laughs> you know? It's like, what am I doing? Um, yeah. So. Yeah. I think that, uh, I think a lot of people are feeling the same way, at least as far as what results and what, uh, responses so far from people, yeah. but you never know. Um, I'm sure there's some people that maybe had missed out on a good chunk of the Xbox One just because the PS4 was so infinitely better, in my opinion, that maybe this is kind of a a return to form. I also heard that the Xbox Series X, while it does weigh in as one of the heaviest consoles ever released since, like, the Atari 5200 or 50... Yeah, the 5800... uh, it is also very hardy. Like uh, they said, it's uh, comparable to like Nintendo consoles. They they dropped it off of buildings and they stepped on it, jumped on it, punched it, yeah. and uh, apparently it's very hardy and it's difficult to bring down. So it's it's got a nice, strong, thick case. It's a basically a a last gen hardy fucking PC inside of that thing. So it is that's built good like a know. tank. Yeah, it is built like a tank. Uh, it so the the Xbox One, the original model always felt kind of flimsy to me. Like it had that, it has yep. that, like that flimsy plastic on the top of it. Uh, this is yeah. not, this is not that this feels like a chunk of fucking iron, you know, like you could, you could forge an ax on this motherfucker. You know? Yeah. Uh, it's, yeah. it's, it's an, it's an the, uh, the 360 and the Xbox one always kind of felt like uh, somewhere between a VCR and like a DVD player. It's just like, if you drop it wrong, that thing is going to explode into pieces. Yeah. So, you know, I've only had this thing for what's today's Friday. I've only had it for what, three, four days, if that. Um, but I've, I'm already like, you know what, this thing has the potential to be the best Xbox hardware uh, that they've ever done. You know, it's, I it's, certainly hope so. It's it's really nice. Um, it's just it's just like like I said, the software lineup. It's going to take a while to get there. Um, and by the way, I played Battletoads. I think I mentioned that. I played it with my kids the other night for the first time. That is a shit game, dude. That game fucking sucks. I felt <laughs> like I felt like I was playing a, a fucking flash game. Uh, like, yeah. And and the voice uh... acting the voice acting's awful. The audio's awful. I'm just like, how the hell did they spend what? three four years on this piece of shit so oh did my you get god anywhere beyond did you get anywhere beyond the beat em up level though yeah yeah i got to that stupid hover bike level that went on for an eternity uh yeah, see, and i enjoy, i enjoy that stuff that that that's where i think the strong part of that game is is the mini games and the um, oh mini just games the, in general like the uh, like you said the speeder bike levels or the obstacle type levels yeah. um it's the beat em up levels that are just monotonous and boring and long yep. and it's like 
when I look at Streets of Rage 4 yeah. and how well they did that and how the game works just infinitely better yep. um, as far as a beat-em-up that actually pays homage to the originals, whereas Battletoads literally, I, I can't, I can't imagine any of those guys actually, the developers, even played the originals. It just doesn't feel like a Battletoads game. It feels like you said, a generic Flash yeah. game. Yeah. It, I was, so I played it with my kids for a solid, like, I don't know, 45 minutes to an hour. And, you know, I didn't let on that I wasn't enjoying myself, you know, because I was, I was enjoying myself because I'm playing with my kids. I was not enjoying the goddamn game. I was like, this game is atrocious. Wow. Um, but anyway, I wouldn't say atrocious. I was a little disappointed, but I, I don't know. It's 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 got its perks. Anyway, we're not here to talk about Battletoads, the greatest <laughs> game of all time. We're here to talk about some some new X bones and uh, PS fours or fives or whatever they're calling it this time. All right, so let's move on to the PS five. Um, so this just came yesterday, and I have already put in probably fuck man, I put in at least eight hours on this thing. Um, Wow. Uh, so unlike uh, unlike the Xbox, uh, there this one feels like a new experience to me, to to a certain extent. Like it's not mind blowing, but Sony, as they've said in all their PR speak, they believe in generations, right? So uh-huh. this this console feel it felt new to me. Even pulling it out of the box, that weird ass shaped console, it's it's huge. <laughs> It's massive, but it doesn't feel as heavy as the uh, Series X, uh, but it is massive. Uh, shockingly, it fits uh, with room to spare in my uh, um, in my uh, TV stand, so I was happy about that. Um, and uh, it, it's, it's, it's got like this little stand that fits on the... I'm, I'm laying it down flat, and it's got this little platform that sits underneath it. If you don't put the platform underneath it, it wobbles which is amusing to me. Uh, it's just a fucking strange looking console. And, and, and I know that's like, I know that's just aesthetics and it doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things, but looking at it, yeah, I'm turning around right now. I'm looking at it underneath my TV and I'm just like, this is the weirdest looking console I've ever seen in my life. But at the same time, I'm like, I kind of love it just cause it's so fucking strange. And it looks like this weird futuristic alien device underneath my tv i don't get it i don't get how they greenlit this thing but good on them for having the balls to do it right so uh anyway the pop collar tower huh? do you have it <laughs> now do you have the pop do you have the pop collar tower do you have it uh laying down or standing up yeah it's laying flat it's laying flat um yeah it it honestly it it wouldn't fit behind my tv it's like it was just too like weird and it looked like it would fall over so i'm like okay i slid it on under, under oh, there under yeah. there there's room to spare, room to breathe, but um, whenever I played my PS4 Pro, I would always leave the little cabinet door open anyway, just to kind of make sure it was ventilated. So I'm just going to continue doing sure. that just in case. Now that being said, I, and um, I didn't mention this really about the Series X. The Series X, um, when you're playing it, that top, you know, where the vent kind of thing is, that does kick out some good heat, you know. And uh, the PS5, on the other hand. Um, I was playing it for a good couple hours and I asked my son to kind of reach in there and put his hand around it and see how hot it was. And he's like, not really hot at all. It's a little warm. So I put my hand under there and I'm like, shit. Yeah. So they got the ventilation. Maybe that's the weird, you know, wavy shape of this thing because they are, it's the ventilation that they were trying to, you know, trying to, uh, take care of. But anyway, so let's talk about, uh, the system itself. 
when you turn it on, like this thing feels to me next gen, you know, the Sony is really good at presenting things. Like if I go back to like the PS3, when you turned it on and it was the, the uh, orchestra doing the concert, a right? Like the whole thing, like Sony knows how to present things in a really classy way. So when you turn on the PS5, like it feels classy, you know, it feels, it feels high tech and space age. Right. And uh, so to me, I was like, okay, now I'm starting to feel the next gen. And then you load it up, you get it all set up, you get your, you know, it's, they, they do the same thing. Like you scan a QR code and uh, all your stuff kind of imports automatically from the app, which is a really nice touch. It saves you the trouble of having to uh, use your login and all that shit, just like the Series X did. So I appreciate those kind of next gen features. You load it up, the interface feels like it feels new, but it's really a, a, a fancier version of the uh, kind of what what do they call it the the, uh, the cross media bar or whatever the fuck they've been calling it since the PS3, uh, and it feels like a fancier like shinier version of that, but it's really slick and really nice. Uh, games install super quickly. Uh, I I bought a few games. I got Spider Man Miles Morales uh, along with the uh, Spider Man. Uh, uh, complete edition, whatever the fuck it's called. I got um, Demon Souls and I got Sackboy. So only one of these games is a true uh, exclusive, and that's Demon Souls, a uh, true next gen exclusive. And even that is a remake of an 11 year old game, right? So you kind of got to. Yeah. So when I, if I'm talking throughout this, like, uh, you know, Sony's like got these next gen experiences. Take that with a grain of salt because the games that I've played are also uh, also on the PS4. And except for the except for Demon Souls, with the exception of Demon Souls, but that was on the PS3, right? So it's a remake. Right. So with with neither of these consoles, are you really getting like must have next gen exclusives, right? You're not getting your, you know, we talked last week about uh, Super Mario 64, you know, we talked about Soul Calibur, you know, we talked about Soul Calibur, we talked about, you know, just our, our favorite launch games uh, of the past. I don't know that any game across either of these consoles is going to be looked back upon in 10, 15 years as like yeah. classic, classic launch games. Uh, I read a, a review of Demon Souls today and the reviewer was like, this is going to be looked at as one of the greatest console launch games of all time. And I'm like, how? Like, how? Like, it's really good. And I've been playing Demon's Souls quite a bit in the last 24 hours. Uh, but it's a remake. And it, it, while, right. it looks, while it looks beautiful, sounds beautiful, plays wonderfully, uh, it plays almost exactly like the original game did, you know? Um, mm -hmm. So I'm not, I'm not really... I mean, it's great. I love it. But I'm not seeing that. But I want to talk to you about... Astro's Playroom, Josh. Is that a game that is technically inexclusive to the PS5? Yes. Yes. Okay. Thank God. Thank God. One game we're going to talk about today that you can only get on the PS5. Thank you. Yes. Jeez. So this was the first game we played. I recommend that it is the first game everybody plays on their PS5. So while you're, if you if you get the disc edition or whatever you're doing. While you're waiting for your games to install or download or whatever you're doing, pop pop on Astro's Playroom. And you're going to be like, oh, I'll just fuck around with Astro's Playroom while I wait for Spider-Man to install or while Demon Souls to install, whatever. 
you're going to find yourself forgetting that you're installing these games and you're just going to play through Astro's Playroom because you're going to love it so much. Wow. Yeah. And and the reason, Josh, is because of this thing that I'm holding up in the camera. This is the dual Oh, sorry. Yeah, this is the DualSense uh controller. In my opinion, this is the first uh attempt at uh actually making a new controller that Sony's done in about 20 years. Uh, yeah, the entirety uh, of their console lives. This is the first one that actually looks like a new, different console controller. And uh, I'm going to say bravo to them. Uh, they did it. Wow. They, they fucking nailed it. This is, I've only, I've not even had this. No, I've actually had this console for exactly 24 hours as of right now. Um, this is the best, wow. cons- best console controller I've ever played with. It's It's phenomenal. Um, it feels great in the hand. You know, we talked about this a little bit last week before the PS5 came out. Feels great in the hand. It's got a heft and a weight to it, um, nice. but not too much. But it's when you actually hook this thing up to your PS5 that you start understanding, whoa, this is like this is a next gen experience, and it's the haptic vibration uh, functionality that it's got that really makes it uh, pop. So. Hmm. Uh, Astro Astro's Playroom is really kind of meant to be a tech demo for what is possible with the DualSense controller. This thing's vibrating like a motherfucker the whole time you're playing it, but in a really good way. Like it feel when 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 Astro's running through the sand, it feels like <laughs> on your hand, right? It feels like what? that when he's running across like. Uh, hard floors. It's like tick, 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 like running across hard floors. Uh, no way. Yep. When he's when at one le- in one level, he pulls out an umbrella and it's raining, and you feel the pitter patter of rain coming down on his umbrella. No uh, way. It's nuts. And even better. And I can't wait to play uh, the new Horizon game with this because at one point in Astro's playroom, he gets a bow and arrow. And when you pull the the bow back, it you it feels like like the like the like the bow coming back, you know. What? It's crazy. Uh, there is a um, there's like a gotcha game in Astro's uh, Playroom where you know you pull the lever and a capsule comes out. So anyway, uh-huh. with your left hand, with your left trigger, you'll pull the level and lever, and there's like a resistance to it. And you'll have to pull it down and it'll like kind of kind of give you that resistance like you're pulling down, you know, like a what's the jackpot, the fucking slot machine. It's like, yeah, you, feel, yeah. you know, it gives you that sensation that you're pulling down the lever on a slot machine. And then uh, a, ca- a glass capsule comes out and lands in Astro's hand. And with the right hand, you'll squeeze the right trigger and it feels like tension and then psh- the glass shatters and you feel that in your finger because of these wow. hap- these haptic vibrations. It's insane. Uh, and and nice. so so playing I played through the whole game last night and uh, it took about, I don't know, maybe four hours, maybe three. Um, and and I got all the collectibles and everything because Astro's Playroom is is kind of like this love letter to PlayStation. So every yeah. every world is like there's a PS4 world, a PS3 world, two and one, and you collect nice. you collect artifacts. And some of them are kind of obscure. Like you'll you'll collect the uh, the PSP camera, you know, 
and you'll oh. you know just like weird shit um and so you'll collect all these artifacts in the world and they'll, then they'll add to like this museum area that astro uh runs around in um huh. and then you collect like puzzle pieces and it creates like this giant mural in the museum right um so i think there's something like 28 puzzle pieces and boy i don't even know like 30 uh artifacts to collect but it's great, man. It's fun. Mm-hmm. It's charming. And if anybody out there has ever played any of the Astro games, because they were on, I think they were on PS3 and then PS4, definitely the VR um, Astrobot uh, rescue yeah. mission on the PS4 VR was fucking incredible. Um, mm. it, it plays just like those games and it's super fun. So uh, I highly recommend uh, the fr- if you get a PS5, the first thing you do is popping on uh, Astro Astros Astros Playroom because, like I said, it's it's kind of a tech demo for what um, this controller is capable of, and it, and it's gorgeous and it it plays really well. Um, Spider Man uh, Miles Morales, my son played around with it for a bit. I watched it. Um, honestly, I was like, this game was already gorgeous. I you know on the PS4, I'm not right. seeing I'm not seeing it. You know, like like Forza Horizon Four on the uh, on the Series X, I was like. I yep. guess it, it. I guess it's probably better. I don't know. Yeah. Fucking whatever. It was always great to me. Um, and then uh, he played a bit of Bug Snacks, which is free through uh, PlayStation Plus. Um, and if so, a uh, little pro tip out there: if anybody has PlayStation Plus right now but doesn't have a PS5, doesn't matter. Go out there, uh, claim your Bug Snacks on the PlayStation Store. So when you eventually get a PS5, you'll have Bug Snacks for free. Oh. So yeah, do that. And then uh, Sackboy. Sackboy's Big Adventure, or whatever it's called. Fun game, man. Beautiful. Uh, plays kind of like um, Super Mario 3D World mixed with Yoshi's Woolly World. Um, no. it's, you know, it's got that crafty vibe to it where everything's made out of like fabric and buttons and zippers and all that shit. Um, but, you know, it's a fun game. And, 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 and definitely if you want to play with your kids, grab that game because it's a two-player game and it plays really well in multiplayer. Um, nice. so to me, so both of these consoles cost the exact same, the yep. series X and the PS five to me right now at this moment, neither of them are probably worth like just running out and grabbing unless you're a hardcore gamer, you need to have the next gen shit. Um, but if you want kind of the next gen experience, kind of, even though it's not there yet. I'd say the PS5 is the way to go. Um, the DualSense controller is really what pushes it over the top for me. It, it was just such a cool experience, and uh, and and playing Demon Souls, uh, you know, like I said, it looks beautiful. Um, everything runs great. I'm not a frame rate whore by any means. Like I, I people talk about frame rate all the time, mm-hmm. and I. Yeah. And I and I don't, I'm like, I don't fucking know. It looks good. I'd fucking whatever. Um, right. But on, on, on both Demon Souls and Spider-Man, you can switch between fidelity mode and performance mode. And performance is where you kind of, you know, you cut down on the graphical quality a little bit in order to have that 60 frames per second at 4K. And it's, notice, yeah. it's noticeable, man. It's super noticeable, especially in Demon Souls. Um, when I switched the modes over, I was like, man, this runs super smooth. Um, it's like watching, you know, one of those digital films that has the high quality um, um, uh, uh, frame rate going on. So anyway, Josh, I gave you a whole bunch there. I talked for a good 25 minutes plus. 
You Josh, <laughs> which if you had a gun to your head right now and they were like five hundred dollars, which one of these things are you buying? Um, probably the uh, the Game and Watch that Nintendo came out with for fifty bucks with Super Mario Brothers on it. Now you blew, you, you blew it for me because I was going to say <laughs> N- Nintendo also released uh, right here. Uh, Nintendo also released some hardware this week, they and. Did. Uh, and I, I just got it like an hour ago, so I can't really talk about it much. But it's a neat thing, man. It's you know, it's a neat little gimmicky toy, and and uh, it's it's uh, it's the Game and Watch Super Mario Edition, um, and it's got Super Mario Brothers One, Super Mario Brothers Two, which is really you know the lost levels as we know it. Oh yeah, um, yeah. And then it's got Game and Watch Ball on it with Mario's head, and if you hold down A, it'll switch to Luigi's head, and then of nice. course. And then, of course, the standard like clock or watch or whatever um, that it's I can't line up the damn camera with this thing. There we go. Um, There you go. Yeah. Yeah. So the clock is just like Mario running around and the blocks make out the time and shit. That's kind of cool. It is. It's a neat little gadget. It's fucking, you know, it's definitely like 50 bucks. Come on, guys. But yeah, (laughs) whatever. It's a cool little gadget. And I can't pass up shit like this when I'm a sucker for stuff like this. So whenever they release it, I'm like, yeah, I'll take two. Um, <laughs> but it's uh, cool. Yeah, it looks neat. Um, in all seriousness, though, as far as this this week, as far as next gen releases go, um, I think it's easy for me to say the PlayStation Five looks like the pick. Um, that if any, if like myself, I'm gonna wait, um, maybe a year, maybe less. We'll see and to, to decide here. So a lot can happen. A lot can change. Maybe the new Halo coming next spring is gonna blow my mind and be the amazing <laughs> app that everyone's gonna want to have. But I don't know. Um, just what you were talking about with Astro's Playroom and Sackboy and Spider-Man and the new Demon Souls. Like, um, yeah, I never played Demon Souls on the PS3, so it would be pretty much just like a new game for me. Um, and man, the way you went into the explanation of the controller, ugh, that sounds like exciting. That that to me sounds like a next-gen experience because, like you're saying, yeah. man, the Xbox Series X, it's really cool, but it's kind of like having a souped-up Xbox One. Whereas that PlayStation 5 controller, you cannot enjoy or experience it in any other way. The only thing I can think of that might come close is like the Switch's Joy-Cons. Like yep. those do have that, the rumbles are pretty in, intuitive with that. But what you're explaining sounds really next gen, like out of this world. So yeah, PS5 yeah. all the way, man. Yeah, and, and I want to be really clear, like this is all very early. And it so it'll, it'll change, uh, you know, in like a year. Let's talk, you know, let's. Let's do like a let's do like a progress report in a year and <laughs> and yeah. see see if our opinions have changed. Now, I will fully admit to in the past generation, PS4 and Xbox One, like really loving the PS4 over the Xbox One, like in a major way. Um, yeah. And and so I don't know if that's a bias on my part part, but if I look back at yet another generation, I was more of a 360 person than a PS3. Like I hated the PS3 for a long time. I was like, this thing is a piece of shit, an overpriced yeah. piece of garbage. And I was a 360 uh, player the whole, the whole generation for the most part. So, you know, yeah. things, things change from generations. So maybe in a year I'll just be talking about, goddamn, Microsoft really got their shit together and put out some really great exclusive software and i hope they do because i fucking spent five hundred dollars on this goddamn piece. <laughs> so, yeah all right, all right. So, so let's move along we're we, we I, I i should say i talked a fucking long time so i kind of blathered on a long time there um so uh let's get along to our new releases little doggy 
All right, so it's not nearly as long as last week. In fact, we've only got five titles to talk about this week. Uh, nice. We've we've got uh, Mortal Kombat 11 Ultimate for uh, our next-gen consoles. Pretty much every console under the sun, including fucking Stadia. Can you believe it? Um, and then we've got Monster Truck Championship for Switch. Star Renegades for Xbox One and Switch. Star uh, Renegades. And this is like... This this game is like the one and only Switch title, it seems like to me, this holiday season, which is mind-blowing. Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity for the Switch. Yeah, that's weird. That it's and like, Pikmin 3 remake. I mean, Nintendo's yeah. done virtually nothing. It's it's strange. It is very strange, and, and I, I'm hoping that... And, and I don't know why I'm hoping, because I need another piece of hardware, like a fucking hole in my head, but I'm hoping they're holding... <laughs> I'm hoping they're holding things back for like upgrades for a Switch Pro or something. I don't know. Um, but anyway, and then finally, uh, Katamari Damashi re-roll for the PS4 and Xbox One. Uh, get the real ball rolling game uh, out there. Fuck your Billy Hatcher shit, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was going to say, it's, it's good that they're continuing to pump out more and more Katamari Damacy games that are obviously inspired by the one and only Sega's Billy Hatcher legendary GameCube game. They got it right in one game. They got it right in one release. They don't need to re-release it. No HD remakes, no, no remasterings, no bullshit. It's just, they did it once and they were like, that's it. That's the Omega game. No more needed. <laughs> Hatcher on the GameCube. That's right. All right, man. That brings us to our game spotlight. You're going to be talking about another new release this week. Yeah, yeah. Uh, last, uh, actually, just on Tuesday, um, Destiny One and Two. Uh, got an expansion Beyond Light for Destiny 2. Um, it, I believe it's on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and the PlayStation 5 and Xbox um, Series Xs. Um, yeah, a new power is born out of the ancient pyramid ship above Europa's frozen frontier, and a dark empire has risen beneath, united under the banner of the fallen Kel of darkness. Aramis, join your fellow guardian. Bring down the empire at any time. <laughs> Even if it means building <laughs> um, I'm sorry, I fell asleep. I'm sorry. This, so this is this is a uh, destiny is something that is still new to me. Um, I just started playing literally a slightly over a month ago um, when it was offered for free on Xbox and PlayStation um, for Destiny Two, um, the Shadow Keep, I think it was called, or whatever that expansion was. And um, so this this Beyond Light is the first expansion that I'm experiencing live. Um, it's the first, uh, you know, season uh, or series that they're kind of coming out with and everybody's getting um, auto popped up to uh, the, the power and toughness that's necessary to take on these new challenges. And so I, I wouldn't say I'm, an, I'm a, a very experienced player. I honestly don't even really play MMOs very often at all. Yeah. For this experience, um, what they did really well with Beyond Light is that it really does feel like enough is new and enough is uh, um, continues the storyline of what the last game and the last expansions had going for it that it almost feels like an entirely new game. Really? Um, 
Yeah, I, I, the gameplay is exactly the same. Your character's still there. Um, I wound up buying the Beyond Light, uh, the season pass. It was 70 bucks. I'm sorry, it was $60. So it was $59. There was also just the bare minimum of the expansion itself for 39 So literally, you could get the game for free, which they were offering last month, and then pay 40 bucks for the game and all the new you know, glitz and glamour of the expansion. Um, but I wound up paying 60 just because I'd found that Destiny 2 was probably the first time in who knows how many years that I've actually played a current-gen system game um, enough to like warrant the fact that I could spend some money on it. Destiny 2 was completely free, and I had put well over 50 to 60 hours into it in, in just a few weeks. So I was like, you know what? We're going to keep going. I'm going to pay money for this, and we're going to keep on going. And honestly, the gameplay, the intro, the storyline, um, it's very dark. It's very scary. It's got a Star Wars Empire feel to it because it's all very cold. Um, a lot of snow everywhere. You're uh, kind of running through this desolate wasteland of snow and monsters and bad guys, and shit's just going on. And, and, and there's a guy who becomes hostage, and you got to save him, and you let him loose, and then he's like, hey, go into this thing. But the guy that you're saved, it, he does not seem trustworthy. And there's just a lot going on, and it seems like it's more storyline-driven than anything I've ever experienced with Destiny 2 so far. So you get a mission. You can do PvP stuff. You do all this stuff. Um, you know, going out, bad guys doing raids, uh, you know, capture the flag, stuff like that, the normal generic shit. But this game, like, yeah. this this John Light thing really puts you and your, you know, your fire team or your your friends um, in this good, a very, very good storyline so far. So I'd recommend it if you play Destiny. I, I know a few friends of mine that have played years ago but got out of it just because it was kind of monotonous at the time. This, yeah. to me, feels, yep. this feels, this feels new enough and um cool uh really really interesting storyline going on so far so i i dig it um we played um so so like i said monday uh destiny was down almost all day they they took it down at like seven at night and then i guess it was back up with the new expansion the next morning um i legit logged on the next morning to update and my update took i think two hours to get that beyond light up and going you got that you got that you got that merrill internet (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. So that's true. That's true, man. It could be that. But um, yeah. So Tuesday night was devoted to just that game, and then we played a couple nights this week, and I'm enjoying it. Um, I'm enjoying it. I think it's cool. Some of the reviews are kind of, you know, in the middle of the road, like oh, it's just more Destiny two or whatever. But I'm sure those are people that are a lot more experienced than I am. I'm, I like I said, I'm new, and I think yeah. it's cool. And yeah. you had mentioned too that like um, the Xbox One and the PS5 seem lightning fast as far as like installs go and things like that. So I'm wondering maybe if those experiences would be better on a newer console, like the uh, update of the expansion, or who knows what. But yeah, um, it's thumbs up so far. It's really cool. Um, probably played four or five hours. Well, no, actually, I probably played almost ten hours this week on just that game and, and progressing through the storyline and it's cool. Um, but it is difficult. Um, we, uh, the, the free month that they gave us your power. Um, so you have like hit points or, or experience points or power, what level you are at and stuff. Yeah. And you do, you do level up, um, according to which season you are in. So you can get to like, I don't know, you can get to like level a hundred or so, or maybe even 200, um, in just huh. one season. But as, as soon as the season ends, you're starting at, you know, your level one season, whatever season, current season, level one, level two. Right now, I think I'm level six or something like that. But um, your power and toughness, I keep saying power and toughness, but whatever your score, your number <laughs> continuously grows. 
And when we started the free month last month, we started at 750. And um, it seemed to cap off around 1,000 to like 1,000 to like 1,050. Then it was really difficult to get more, um, more points and get your score up even more. Um, so it was getting very, very difficult. But once this new expansion came out, the difficulty of the game went up. But man, I am up well over 1,100 now again. So my, my score is going way up. And it's, it's kind of gotten me more excited to play and uh, kind of given me more motivation to play. But it's fun. Uh, so far, it's fun. Uh, man, I got some really cool um, weapons and, and armor and all kinds of stuff. So Some sweet yeah, loot. I'm digging it. Sweet loot. Yeah. Sweet so, loot. So far, from what I can tell, the storyline's fun, and um, I liked it. They All changed right, just interesting. So. All right, Josh, that leads me to my uh, the, uh, the last question. Oh, dear. All right. So we talked a bit about Destiny 2. I want, you to, I want you to tell me what your favorite FPS of all time is. Faceball 2000. <laughs> are you shitting me or are you just being a smartass? <laughs> uh, honestly, I just got Faceball on the PC Engine, which is, uh, <laughs> from what I know, is the first ever four-player uh, split screen with the cross in the middle uh, first-person shooter game where you play four people in a deathmatch. I think it's the oh, first shit. one ever. It was 16-bit era. Um, I really liked that. And, um, man, Wolfenstein and Dunes, Doom and stuff like that, those were great. Um, I, I don't know. I, I, I hate, hate, I hate first-person shooters. I've never been yeah. a big fan of it. Um, Destiny is – I'm terrible at Destiny just because of my hatred for first-person shooters. And I don't want to say GoldenEye because that's just generic. But maybe I would just say Halo 1 on the Xbox because it kind of brought – first-person shooters to the forefront on the console world and it was yeah. like this is how it can be done really really well nice all right man that's a good answer that's a good answer I'll, i'm i'm going the og man i'm going doom uh, yeah I, I know it's not the first first-person shooter but it's still it's still my favorite uh, it's it's there's great. a there's a perfect version of doom called doom glass g-l-e-s mm-hmm. on uh on, it might even be on PC, I don't know, but it was. I played it and loved it and played through it, a, a perfect HD version of Doom, uh, none other than the Ouya. So God damn it. A, Mark your bingo you cards the, down, kids. Mark I said baseball cards. and Ouya. <laughs> All right, we got to start adding to your uh, bingo card. We got Ouya, we got, we got baseball now. Uh, yeah. All right. So if you want to hear uh, more of or see more of our nonsense, you can go to mojomenace.com. Check out the archives there. There's all sorts of stuff going back 15 years. Uh, mojomenace.com slash forums. Uh, up on the top of the forums, there's a link to our Discord chat. You can join us in. Conversations going 24-7 on the Discord chat. The party never stops. Uh, youtube.com slash mojo menace is where we post the mojo show which is what klaus and i do we talk random shit every couple weeks you can watch those and then finally on the social media pretty much everywhere we are at mojo menace josh where can they find you a new power is born out of the ancient pyramid ship above that rope. Oh, am I doing this again? Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at underscore Joshua Turbo. Don't forget the underscore as it is the most important underscore in all of the internet. And that's it for this week. We'll be back next week with a normal show, news and all that shit. We'll see you then. Bye-bye. Normal! Normal!